Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Have you ever found yourself struggling to suppress a negative thought? Like maybe you're making a recording and things are going well and you find yourself trying your darndest to avoid thinking about the really tricky shift coming up. Or maybe you're warming up on the morning of an audition and trying really hard to stop worrying about getting dry mouth. Or maybe you're on a road trip and desperately trying to avoid thinking about Niagara Falls and Mountain Dew because you really have to go, but the next rest stop isn't for another 26 miles. Whatever the situation, you've probably heard that trying to suppress a thought only makes it more likely that you'll have more thoughts about that very thought, which is often illustrated with the white bear challenge, where someone tells you not to think about a white bear, and you see how long you can go before the white bear inevitably pops into your head. Sure, all of that sounds really reasonable, but is there any truth to this idea? Like, is there any actual evidence that trying to suppress a particular thought leads to more thoughts about that thought? And if so, What are we supposed to do instead if we want to minimize negative thoughts or worries and stay in a more positive mental headspace? Believe it or not, there's a study that explores this very question and even uses the white bear. A team of researchers recruited 54 undergraduate students who were randomly assigned to one of three groups, a suppression group, an expression group, and a focused distraction group. Participants in each group were asked to spend several five-minute sessions describing everything that comes to mind to a tape recorder. After everyone's first recording session, the experimenter gave the suppression group the following instructions. In the next five minutes, please verbalize your thoughts as you did before, with one exception. This time, try not to think of a white bear. Every time you say white bear or have white bear come to mind, please ring the bell on the table before you. When the five minutes were up, the experimenter popped back in and asked participants to repeat the exercise, but this time they were given permission to actively try to think of a white bear and again ring the bell whenever the thought came to mind. The expression group, on the other hand, went through the same series of five-minute recording sessions, but their instructions were flip-flopped, where they were asked to think of a white bear for one five-minute session and then asked to try not to think of a white bear in their next recording session. 
The focus distraction group were given instructions similar to the suppression group, except that their instructions included this one little add-on. Also, if you happen to think of a white bear, please try to think of a red Volkswagen instead. The idea being, maybe having a specific replacement thought to think about instead of a white bear would help them shift their thoughts away a little quicker. So what happened? Was trying not to think of a white bear an effective thought suppression strategy? The results were kind of intriguing. One thing that the researchers found was that we do indeed really suck at trying not to think of a white bear. On average, participants thought of a white bear about six times in a five-minute span. However, there was a significant difference between the suppression and expression groups in terms of how often the white bear popped into their thoughts, both when they were asked to avoid thinking about a white bear and also when they were given permission to think of a white bear. So what exactly does that mean and why does it matter? So here are the numbers. The suppression group was asked to suppress all thoughts of a white bear first, yet still reported 9.17 white bear thoughts in the five-minute session. And then when they were allowed to think about white bears for their next five-minute session, they reported a whopping 34.05 white bear thoughts. Conversely, the expression group was asked to actively think of white bears first, yet reported only 15.47 white bear thoughts versus 34.05 for the suppression group. And then when they were asked to suppress all white bear thoughts, they reported just 4.13 white bear thoughts, again, compared to 9.17 for the other group. So in each five-minute session, both when asked to avoid white bear thoughts and when given permission to think about the white bears, the expression group reported experiencing significantly fewer thoughts of a white bear. The only difference between the groups, of course, being the order in which they were asked to suppress their thoughts, which suggests that there may be something of a rebound effect, where trying to suppress a thought initially could then lead to an increase of those thoughts once you stop actively trying to suppress them, whereas allowing yourself to engage with the thoughts for a time first and then trying to suppress them seems to make the suppression more effective, which all reminded me of the research on expressive writing and test anxiety. You can read more about this in an article titled How to Clear Your Mind of Worries Before a Big Performance, which you can find at bulletproofmusician.com. But the gist is that test-anxious students who wrote down their worries and negative thoughts 10 minutes before an exam scored half a letter grade higher than students who didn't write out their worries, which seems to mirror the results of this white bear study. It makes me wonder if maybe these two findings are related in some way where instead of trying really hard to suppress one's worries and negative thoughts in the lead-up to a performance, and paradoxically experiencing an explosion of negative thoughts during the performance itself, it might actually be easier to stay in a more positive headspace and suppress negative thoughts on stage if you've allowed yourself a little bit of time to actively engage in your worries and doubts in advance. It does sound like a pretty backward sort of thing to do, but maybe worth a try the next time you have a relatively low-stakes performance situation to experiment with. Maybe a studio class or mock audition, for instance, might be a perfect time to try out something like this. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 